Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Calvary Podcast. I am Hector Quito. Now, usually this part, I say I'm here with so-and-so, and usually it's been pastor for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but this week, we uh, do, we are doing it a little different just because uh, myself and uh, Brother Cruz, who we're going to have on on our Spanish podcast, so I encourage you to listen for, uh, look out for that, uh, preached. Uh, he preached the a, uh, Brother Cruz preached the AM service. I, I went ahead and preached the PM service. So I'm here going to interview or try to interview myself, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I usually tend to speak to myself anyway, so um, I don't know if anyone else does that, but I do just to get my thoughts out. And um, and yeah, so but again, Pastor's not here. Uh, I'm just going to try to speak to you a little bit about what I preached on Sunday. I always encourage everyone to follow our link tree to our social media pages. Uh, we have the email if you want to email us any questions. We will have on uh, Pastor next week, so we're, we're looking forward to that again. But just to get into the uh, the subject uh, that we preached about on Sunday, I, I took from the book of Jonah, I, I, I went through those chapters in a very quick way. Um, and my first point was just talking about the love of God um, uh, the love of God, the the patience of God, dealing with uh, Jonah at first, then dealing with Nineveh, uh, then dealing with Jonah again at the end of the book. And I, we just see the love of God throughout that whole book. And 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 it's very noticeable, the patience, the, um, the endurance uh, that it took to deal with a man like Jonah. Um, and then I just went into the other point, that love should lead us to a place of repentance that love should lead us to a place of daily communion and I think one of the points uh, that I didn't fully expand on uh, and I wanted to more and more is that uh, even when we fail even when uh, we fall even uh, when we detour from uh, the plan that God has for us it always seems like God is chasing after us it always seems like God is uh, constantly after us and constantly chasing after us and and this love that he has for us it's not a, a, I said that in the sermon it's not a feeling it's not a an emotion he feels but it's a decision to just choose to love us constantly and we see that with Jonah when he runs away from the calling um, uh, of God to go preach to Nineveh he runs away he's he's thrown overboard and then the word of the Lord says that God had already prepared a fish to swallow him up. God already prepared that circumstance that would lead him back to God, that would lead him to a place of prayer and repentance, that would lead him uh, to a place to have an encounter with God. And one of the things I wanted to, to expand on is we can't be afraid of the bad circumstances in our lives. Sometimes we live in fear. We don't want anything bad to happen. We don't want uh, trouble to come. We don't want, uh, you know, sickness or even death to come to our lives. But if we would just allow ourselves and we would just open our eyes to just simply see God in everything, God in our troubles, God in our difficulties, we would be amazed at, you know, what God is doing and what God is working if we would pay attention simply to what he's trying to say to us, if we would pay attention to simply what uh, he's trying to do for us and do with us, we would 
I think we would live a whole lot better. I think we would live less frustrated even in the midst of trouble when we understand that He's with us, when we understand that uh, He is always with us. He has never left us. He will never leave us. Those are the promises of God. And if we understand that, even in the midst of trouble, we can see God. We can see God in, in our pain. We can see God in our difficult circumstances. And we can have faith and say, okay, God, what are you going to do with this circumstance? What are you going to do with this sickness? What are you going to do with this hurt? What are you going to do with maybe a family member dying? What are you going to do with me maybe losing my job or me not having that financial backing that I need at this moment? What are you going to do? How are you going to show up? And, and, and again, that the Bible tells us that God had already prepared a fish for, for Jonah. And sometimes we, we pray against, you know, bad circumstance. We pray against the tribulation and the trial. But I challenge you not to pray against it, but I challenge you to pray, God, be with me in this trial. God, be with me in this tribulation. God, be with me in this sickness. Show me your glory in this sickness. But we see God constantly chasing after us, constantly, constantly chasing after us. And so that's one of the points that I wanted to uh, expand on a little bit. But uh, going back to just simply talking about uh, the love of God, because we struggle a lot of times thinking that uh, the love of God is like uh, a human love that sometimes changes and sometimes diminishes and sometimes fades away. But this love, this love that He gave for us and demonstrated for us at Calvary, this is something that doesn't fade away. And I'm speaking to, to young people in particular. This is something that doesn't fade away. This is something that it, it's not, and I said this during the sermon, it's not a love like the world shows. It's not a love like the world teaches us that um, that is full of emotion and full of uh, uh, just wrapped in emotion, wrapped in, 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 in just feelings. But it's a consistent, it's a, it's a pure, it's an unconditional love that He has for us. And I did mention in the sermon that I, I um, and I, maybe I just want to expand on this a little bit more, I did mention in the sermon that I, I suffered for a long time uh, feeling unloved and it was not because uh, anyone did anything to me but just the circumstance of my life growing up. I, I, um, I grew up, my mom had passed away when I was around five years old and so I didn't feel that, 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 that love that a mom can give. I didn't grow up with that and so in that I, 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 I wallowed up and I I began to feel sorry for myself and I began to um, live in, in self-pity and live uh, angry and frustrated and mad and I felt unloved. But again, going back to that example in Jonah, how God had already prepared a fish for him, I, I can say with confidence now that if that circumstance in my life had not happened, it would not have drawn me closer to God. It would not have drawn me uh, closer. Uh, to my relationship with God, it's that pain of unlove that I felt, whether it was real or not, is that pain that drew me to God. And it, it drew me constantly to God. And I remember prayer meetings, 
that you know pastor would have with you know, some men in the in the church prayer meetings where God just began to heal me and I didn't know it was happening it just started happening all of a sudden one day I just realized what had happened and I didn't feel that hurt anymore I didn't feel that that pain anymore because this this God wrapped me in his arms of love and I rejoice over that now I, I, I can dance over that now and I'm, I'm extending my hand, I'm extending this word to anyone that feels unloved. There is a God that loves with just a constant love. And that's one of the first points I wanted to make. And uh, I wasn't able to make that point exactly as far as my testimony, but that was one of the first points. And then uh, I also wanted to add to this part as far as um, why Jonah didn't, want to go preach to Nineveh. Um, I, and we see uh, some commentaries have made that um, it was nationalistic pride that he had, that he didn't want to go preach to the Assyrians. And, and it's interesting to me that we would, knowing and understanding the love of God and understanding uh, the Word of God, understanding the you know, the life-changing power that God has, that we would detain that from anyone else, that we would detain that from any culture, any ethnicity. And I, I mean, obviously, I, I, didn't, I, want, I didn't want to touch that point in, in the sermon, but it, we are here to, for others. We are here to reach as many people as we can. We are here to reach as many souls as we can, whoever uh, whosoever will, who, whosoever is hungry and thirsty. And if we can just put aside, you know, that maybe that cultural barrier, we can reach more people. We can reach more people. And, and, and we see Jonah just ran away from that. Jonah didn't want to preach, didn't want to preach because uh, his emotions got in the way of it and his feelings got in the way of it. And we can't as saints of God or as ministers of God, we can't allow that to be our mentality. If God has called us to preach, if God has called us to serve, then we're going to do it at 100%. If God has called us to, uh, to minister to others, then we're going to do it. We're going to give everything that we have. We're going to give everything, every ounce of energy, every ounce of strength, every ounce, every moment to just preach, to just minister. And that's something that Jonah didn't do. That's something that Jonah, in chapter 4, he, he was angry because God had detained his anger toward Nineveh. He was angry because God had detained his, 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 his wrath from Nineveh. And, and angry at, at a revival, so great, angry at a revival, uh, one of the greatest revivals ever recorded, angry that these people had come to repentance. And a lot of times we are angry when in the church change happens because we're progressing and change begins to happen because we're growing and, and we, we get angry when we don't recognize the faces anymore because we're growing and we get angry because we don't, we don't, we don't get our, our same pew or our same chair because more guests are coming in and we get angry 
at, at God saving souls. We can't get to the point where we're so angry that God's saving souls because we're a little uncomfortable and we're a little challenged and I don't recognize the faces anymore and I don't, I don't, I, you know, there's not time to, for that maybe personal connection on Sunday. But I felt when we get to that chapter four, Jonah and his anger, he couldn't understand why God had sent him to preach there anyway. He said, I knew you were going to do this. That's why I didn't want to go preach there. And, and, and so that's one of the big points that I wanted to touch. I think I touched it a little, but we a lot of times expect mercy from everyone. We expect uh, grace from everyone else for our own mistakes. We expect um, people to look at us and, and forgive us in an instant and, 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 and have mercy and have compassion for us. But the question is, are we giving mercy to others? Are we showing compassion to others? Are we showing love to others as well? Are we being merciful ourselves? Are we being uh, graceful to others as well? We can't expect the mercies of God when we're not showing mercy to others. We can't expect the mercies of God if we're not ourselves showing mercy uh, to those around us. And, and Jonah was in that state. Because I'm sure he needed mercy. I'm sure he needed grace. But he didn't want to show mercy uh, to the people of Nineveh. He was angry that God had, had uh, you know, deviated from his plan to destroy Nineveh. And so that, that was one of the interesting points um, that I thought was, was mind-boggling to me as far as you know, his anger that rose up. His anger that rose up. And then we see obviously in chapter 4, God uses a, a, a gourd or, or a plant to just explain something to Jonah. Like you're, this, this plant had brought him some sort of comfort and, and now this plant was eaten up by a worm. And, and God uses that example and says, you know, how much more should I care for my people that I created, that I, I made, that I formed? Shouldn't I have mercy on them? And so again, show, we need to show mercy. We need to, show, we need to, we need to see this world with eyes of compassion. Um, and so, and just the last point, uh, which was interesting to me, and I, I touched this during the altar call, but uh, a lot of times we think that one time as far as repentance is enough, and one time as far as uh, you know, coming to God with our, our, our sins and our mistakes is enough, but the importance of daily repentance cannot be overstated. The importance of just Dying to yourself cannot be overstated. Hundred, some 150 years after Jonah had preached to Nineveh, the book of Nahum, I believe, prophesies the destruction of Nineveh. And some 16 years later after that, if I'm getting the dates correct, Nineveh was destroyed. And so again, it shows us the importance 
not only of daily repentance, but the importance of uh, this being a, a passed down from generation to generation. This, this culture of repentance, this, this practice of daily repentance and daily dying to yourselves and daily uh, trying to just pursue God and chase after God. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but the importance of passing down, uh, passing this down to maybe your children or the next generation. Very important. Because, yes, this, this generation in the time of Jonah might have been saved, and I believe they were, but what about that next generation? What about that next generation that just either forgot or maybe they weren't, taught right or maybe they weren't uh, instructed right that just completely forgot and then the next generation completely destroyed utterly destroyed and and one of the points i wanted to reach and this is also one of the points i didn't get touched but we see that it's amazing to me when we uh, we don't pass this down to the next generation whether uh, your parents or not we don't try to teach this to the next up-and-coming generation. But rather, sometimes we, we like in the book of Acts, when, uh, I'm sorry, like uh, when they crucified Jesus and they started to scream, crucify him and let, let his blood be on us and our children. And, and that's dangerous. Not only to not teach this to the next generation, but to bring a, a curse to the next generation also saying, hey, let this blood be on us and our children. But again, we see the love of God because then in the book of Acts, Peter started preaching to those same people that crucified him. And and the Bible says they were pricked in their hearts and they asked what sh- men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter preaching to them, repent. And then be baptized in the name of Jesus and God will fill you with this Holy Ghost. But again, it goes back to the love of God. That even after they did that, that even after they, they, they yelled, crucify him, that this God would just find, uh, his way, his, find a way for them to be saved. Find a way and give him an opportunity for salvation again. And so that's one of the verses I didn't use at the end because it's interesting uh, that they, you know, this Nineveh was destroyed in the next generation. And I have to think it's because there was lack of instruction and lack of passing this down to this next generation. But then we see in the Gospels when uh, these men cried saying, crucify him and let, let his blood be on us and our children. And they do it again there. But again, God in his love, he deals with us in his love and he says, here, I'm going to give you another opportunity. I'm going to give you another opportunity uh, to repent. This love, this love chasing after us this love is pursuing us this love uh, wants us to draw near to god wants us to draw near to god but this love leads us to a place of repentance this love leads us to a place of daily repentance when we understand his love and when we understand that he loved us so much even the only reason that we can love him is because he loved us the only reason that we can come to repentance is because His goodness leads us to repentance. When we understand that, it's going to lead us to a place of daily repentance. And it's going to lead us to a place of daily communion with Him and daily communication with Him. 
because we understand that His love is so great. We, we rejoice in it, that His love is so great. So I'm going to try my best to just chase after Him. I'm going to try my best to just love Him back. And so that's what I wanted to touch in, in, in this sermon. Basically the idea, the love of God and what that love leads us to, a, a place of repentance. And that should be our lives. That should be uh, what we dedicate ourselves to, chasing after Him through repentance, chasing after God through repentance. I encourage you to, to listen uh, to this sermon. If you, if you please, uh, on our YouTube page, you'll find a link in the description below. I always encourage everyone to share this podcast. I always encourage everyone uh, to just share this with someone else. I hope you've enjoyed this. I know it's, it was a little different because I'm the only one uh, talking, but I hope you do enjoy this. Um, and I hope, again, the link tree's up there. There's uh, an email if you want to send us questions. I encourage you, be on the lookout for our Spanish uh, side of this podcast where we're going to have Brother Cruz and I'm going to have the opportunity to interview him a little and then talk to him about the sermon that he had preached on the uh, 16th of April, if I'm getting my dates right. Um, and so I encourage you to listen to that. But I, again, I hope you share this and I hope you enjoy this. And we hope to see you again next week. <laughs>